Alright guys, on this episode of H&K Gaming Experience, we've got Hollywood's and Clearfire's top 10 games played of 2017, and we've got two good bits of news for you coming out of H&K Gaming Experience, so stay tuned with us and listen for more. What's up, guys? This is Clearfire with H&K Video Game Experience with Hollywood Cole, as always. Yep. Uh, today, we're going to have a little bit of fun, and we're actually going to give you uh, each one of our top 10 games played of 2017. So, we hope you enjoy it. We're going to have a little fun with that and finish out the year with a nice top 10. Uh, each one of us has got uh, listed out our top 10s, and we hope you enjoy hearing that. But first, we're going to start you out with a little bit of news. Uh, the first bit of news is actually a little happy for us. Uh, we've actually hit 2,000 downloads, or I'm sorry, not 2,000, 200 downloads on our podcast. I know for some people it doesn't seem like much, but for us that's a big achievement because that's a milestone for us moving on. We wanted to make sure we hit that before the end of the year, and we, we did that. So, you know, that's good for us. And hopefully more of y'all will start listening and, and enjoy the podcast with us as we do this too. And uh, the other big bit, I'm actually going to let Hollywood announce this. This is an announcement we've gotten going on, so I'm going to throw it over to Hollywood real quick. Cool. Yeah, first of all, uh, appreciate you guys listening. I uh, hope you guys are really enjoying this. Uh, look look forward to continuing to, to grow and uh, provide you guys better content and uh, better contests. So our very first contest that we have going on now is uh up for grabs is the super nes mini they are still hard to get believe it or not it took me about a month to find this one um you can get them online for a still they, they retail for about 80 bucks which you're still going to pay at 125 bucks and they are still selling on ebay i've heard a lot of rumors that they're not but they are go look at the completed listings there's not one that did not sell that i've seen so anyway we actually have one and i think it's a perfect item to give away to all the listeners since anybody can play it uh you don't have to have a particular system you literally just hook it up to your tv it's hd it's 21 games games like secret of mana final fantasy 6 for your rpg fans you got star fox you got mario donkey kong country super metroid basically has actually has star fox 2 which is a unreleased it's a completed game unreleased uh for uh that console there um, and I'm just looking on the back. Super Mario Kart, Mega Man X, Castlevania 4, and even Earthbound. 250 bucks for that game if you bought the hard copy for that. Uh, Street Fighter 2, Super Punch-Out. So the list goes on and on. Uh, but it's all in glorious HD. Uh, so it's not like just playing it on your uh, composite TV sets. It's actually in HD. It actually has save states involved with it. You can save your place in all these different games. I've actually personally used that for... Castlevania 4. I really like that game uh, because of the save stakes. Oh, it's also got Zelda on it, so don't for all you Zelda fans out there, a link to the past. So anybody can pick it up and play it, relive those days. It's a great thing to have. I found one as well for myself a couple months ago, and I really enjoyed it. My son's enjoyed it. He's five years old. He's really liked it. Anyway, we want to give that away to you guys. So what we have decided to do is just basically, depending on how active you are with us, is what we will uh, as to your uh, entries basically. So I've spelled it out, posted it on the Facebook page, but I'll let you know again. Uh, so if you subscribe to Podbean, 
the Podbean app, you will get 10 points or 10 entries. And I just went online to, to uh, and for you too, Clear, just went on uh, iTunes and subscribe just to see if we get a notification, and we do not. So if you subscribe on iTunes, I, we, I can't know that. for I don't know if we'll notice that or not. So I did put that in Facebook, but I do not know if we'll get a notification that you subscribed on iTunes. So just to be safe, go to Podbean, subscribe. All that's going to do is tell you when there's a new download. It'll have a little notification pop mm-hmm. up on your phone and say, hey, there's a new one, new podcast that's out. Anyway, you'll get 10 entries for that. Okay. Oh, so 10 entries there. That's the big Hang one. Hang on one second. And two, guys, there's a Podbean app, so you can download it on your phone. It's both iTunes and uh, Android, so you can you can get get that and just go from there. It's both that way Apple you'll and Android. Yeah, so you'll have so you'll have that uh, app on your phone. You can do it like that way, so yep. that way it'll e- help you ease you out to get to Podbean, and that'll give us a direct link to y'all as well. And we'd like to get you to get hits there on Podbean. You know, we we'd like to support our per- our company that's helping push our po- uh, podcast out. Yeah, I've I've downloaded the app. It's very easy to use. I enjoy it. Super easy. To it on the uh, way to work sometimes. But anyway, so that's the big one. That's how you get the most is uh, uh, ten entries, and it's almost just it's, you know you can only do that once, of course. Um, and this don't worry about it. It'll have your email. Uh, so even if it doesn't have your name, who subscribed, it'll just have your email. And so if that is one of the uh, the entries that is pulled up from the random generator, then we would just email that email, get your name and address or whatever we need, wherever you want us to send it. So uh, we're putting all this in Excel, Excel spreadsheet. Okay, so 10 entries for the Podbean app. The next big one, five entries for liking the, the Facebook page. So if you like the Facebook page, you'll get five entries. People that have already liked it, you are automatically entered into it. I've gone through and already updated that. If you, for, and for each post that we post, if you like it, you get an entry. If you comment on it, you get an entry. That's it, though. You can comment on it five times. You're only going to get one entry. Uh, but that is per post. So we're posting three a day, three or four a day. So that's uh, eight right there at least. But you can also share it and get three. So if you share it, you get three. So if we post three or four things, you share each one. Say we post four. You share each one and like and comment on each one. That is, let's do math in public. That's 12 basically- for sharing. Plus eight, that's 20 entries right there a day. You basically, Yeah, you basically can get four entries per post uh, for each share and like on each post. So, you know. Well, no, so I just said you, you, know, you share three, like yeah. one, and comment one. So that's five per post. That's right, five. I'm sorry, five per You're post. confusing everybody. So five per post. <laughs> <laughs> and so uh, if we post three or four a day, you can get 20, up to 20 a day if we, if we post more, whatever. So uh, that's all you got to do. I know some people have gone on there already and just liked, uh, just went down the laundry list and liked. Uh, but anyway, that's going on until uh, March 1st. After March 1st, we're going to cut it off, tally it up. If, if we've got behind on it, we're going to make sure everybody gets counted for. Uh, and then we're just going to do a random number generator. It's going to pop up. And whatever number it lands on, I'm going to look at the Excel line or whatever's on there. That's who's going to get it. And I'm going to contact that person. And uh, see if they're if they want it. If they don't mind giving us their name, where we want to send it, or whatever. If they say no, I don't. I'm not interested. We'll go to the next one, or so on and so forth. But I will say this: if you do get it, uh, we're going to ask you if you would just at least re- release your name and state. So it's not going to be anything that's you know personal information revealed. But like you know, Kate from Arizona. It'll say something like that. Um, yeah. You know, and we would like to announce that on the air, and we'll also put it on the Facebook so everybody knows who got it. 
Exactly. And guys, please, you know, if you're going to do anything to to participate in this contest, man, share these posts. That's what I'd really like to see is that, see, see you sharing these posts. That would be great because that's going to help us too. So go out and share our posts. You know, comment, like them. That's great too. But come on, give us some shares. That's what that's what I'd like to see. I'd like to see how many you can share. Yeah, and it's kind of set up that way to where, you know, obviously the more subscribers that we have, even though it really doesn't do anything for the subscriber other than just tell them when it's downloaded. And I think you can make it automatically download to your phone. I don't know. But, yeah, you can. Uh, but that gives us credibility. Uh, the likes on the page gives us credibility and so on and so forth. The shares, it's all kind of goes down to the tier. And if you like and comment, more more people have seen. We've posted if, Facebook's new algorithm thing. I mean, if you've got a page, you know that you can have – I got another page I have that's 300 and something likes and you'll post something. You might get two views, three views mm -hmm. because if nobody likes it or comments on it, so this just gets it out there more. But, um, but that's kind of how that's set up. And, uh, and hopefully, you know, this is the SNES mini and we really want to get to a time to where maybe we'll give away a Nintendo switch with a couple games, you know, that kind of stuff. I mean, we're going to keep building this up. Yeah. Uh, this is a hobby for us. So, we, you know, I don't mind putting something out there like that. Mm -hmm. It's great. You help us get big, it. you never know. We might go find a, you know, one of the uh, special edition PlayStations and put it up. Special edition Xbox. You never know, you know. But without listeners and without viewers, we can't do this. So, guys, come on, you know, jump in. Let's let's grow this and let's make it let's make it more fun for not only for us but for y'all too. All right. So I'm just going to read what Clear said real quick. So what we're going to do today, top ten, uh, each of the games that we have played in 2017 okay so a lot of people right now are doing top 10 games of 2017 we are not doing that okay so not a lot nah. of people want to come in here and see if their games on the list but uh most of my list is games that came out in 2017 but this is games that we've played in 2017 it's 2017 so they didn't necessarily come out in 2017 but we want to share these games with you guys, what we've played this year, what we've really enjoyed, and hopefully you'll have some hidden gems in there that you have not yet discovered, and you can enjoy them as like we have. Yeah, less than half my list is actually games that did not come out in 2017. So, so most be a, of yours is 2017? Most, most of mine is not 2017, oh, yeah. Okay. I played a lot of games that you know I hadn't been playing for a while, decided to pop them back in and things like that. So, All right, so... Speaking of the mini, I'll go ahead and drop a little bit of news here since we're kind of uh, skosh on the news today. Yeah, let's, let's uh, not a lot going, a going on. Yeah. But Sega, there's a lot of rumblings going on out there. We just talked about the Super NES Mini. So just in case you don't know, there's a NES Mini as well. That's about 50 bucks out there. That's also hard to find. It's actually harder to find than the SNES yeah. Mini. Not as good, if you ask me. It's got more games. Uh, some black box games on there like Icebreaker and whatnot. But, um, but it was... It was it was Nintendo's first shot at doing this, yeah. you know, and they made a limited run of it. They didn't they didn't mass produce right. it. They said that they were going to fix that with the SNES Mini, and you can see that in how many that have come out. But they're still straight, extremely hard to get, even though that they've pu pushed more through the assembly line this time than they did last time with the NES. Yeah, the problem is scalpers buy them up and yeah. they try to resell them, and they exactly people that have waited in lines for midnight releases and whatnot. YouTubers and this kind of stuff, they all say the same thing that everybody in line is saying stuff like, oh, I'm going to sell mine on uh, Amazon, or I'm going to sell them on eBay, or I'm just going to sell them on Craigslist. I'm going to make this much money on them. And if you go to this site, you can buy them available here. They're all buying them to resell them. And it's really sad 
Nintendo needs to. I do have a funny thing that's kind of that's people put these uh, scripts in their um, computer to where when a website pops up, it'll automatically buy it once they become available. You know mm-hmm. what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so Walmart, this is for the NES Mini. It was fifty bucks. They said, "Oops, we made a typo and actually made it five hundred. <laughs> Some yeah, dude went on there that. and bought like ten of them. It's like five grand. Wait, I didn't mean to. Like, what? What do you mean you did it ten times? You have a script, dude. So it kind of mm-hmm. caught him at his own game. I'm sure they probably refunded him, but at least he was scared for a little bit. So that was always a nice oh, yeah. thing. Justice in the world there. <laughs> but anyway, so speaking of the mini, Sega's this, there's rumblings that Sega is going to release uh, a mini system uh, as well, all the way up to the Dreamcast, which the Dreamcast is, we could do a whole podcast on that. It would be great. Yeah. Dreamcast is a great system, but it failed, obviously. Sega's last console, but they're saying they're going to release that. Now, Sega already has some mini version, kind of, uh, which is actually, you know, they'll have, well, we have 100 games on there, which, you know, 15 mm-hmm. or 20 of them, and I'm just, just some small amount are actually Sega games, Comic Zone, yeah. Altered Beast, Golden Axe, but then the rest are like puzzle games or something mm-hmm. stupid you'd play on your phone back in 2002. And, um, so, it's, yeah, it's 109 games, but it's not all Sega games. But the good thing is they do have a uh, cartridge slot on the top of it where you yes. can play it. So, that's actually a good deal, and I believe it's $40. Uh, yeah, they're around, they're, around about, they're around about $40. So, uh, six-button controller. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's a pretty good deal. And I have heard said on like the very first podcast, I got one Sega game, Shadowrun, that just sits there in the case, but I couldn't turn it down because I love the game so much. Uh but I've always kind of, every time I go to Target or something, I see one. I'm like, hmm, it'd be fun to play Shadowrun for a little bit. But I just can't bring myself to buy one. But anyway, they do have that. Atari's actually releasing one as well. Third party. Uh, not actually Atari, but it is an Atari uh, Mini with X amount of games on it. Nobody knows how many yet, but it's actually like looks wood grain. So it's yeah, kind of it cool. It looks good. If, you, if you're in for the nostalgia like we are, I mean, it's definitely a cool looking system. It's basically the size of the... NES or SNES minis as well, but it's got the old school style controller with it and everything too. So you kind of get the whole nostalgia of an Atari 2600. So that's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's cool. I love that they're doing this. And I'm telling you now, like me and Clear both own the original uh, SNES. And like even we talked about before, I own the game, you know, a majority of the games that are on the uh, Super Nintendo mini. But there's just something about it, man. Something about the box. It's just an official Nintendo release. Just looking at the back of the box. I'm looking at it right now. (laughs) You can see me looking off to the side. I'm just staring at it. Because it's just uh, all the original logos are on there for the games. Um, And just looking at the back of the game, the back of the box with all the games on it. Uh, Again, it's an HD save states. It's all in one um, thing to turn it on. It's got two controllers. The NES Mini just had one. But... uh, you know, my son loves it. He said, I'm so glad you bought this, you know, playing Mario. I mean, he will play Mario mm-hmm. World or something like that. And, uh, but he, you know, just brought it home one day. And so he really liked, liked it. But um, it really is a great uh, system. It's one of my favorite ones. But anyway, yeah, you guys will have a lot of fun with that, whoever wins that. Uh, if you don't win it, I encourage you to go check it out anyway. And uh, you'll really like it. Even if you do own the system, it's just something a little bit different. Because all I can get is S video on my uh, uh, TV from that. Uh, Super NES. Yeah. Um, so it's not quite as good a quality. It's just something different played in, in HD. Oh, yeah. So that's all the news that I got. Uh, so what did you got? 
Well, the other little bit of news is is loot crates are coming back in the news again. Uh, Belgium <laughs> has actually ruled and said that loot crates are gambling, and they're in the process of making some laws. So with Belgium doing this in um, over there in uh, being a European country or European state, you know they they're going to probably actually start uh, making the swing to help other places in Europe look at it as gambling. You know, they say that you're spending money to get a random something and you might not get what you want and just all of that, that that, that makes it gambling. Kind of like this, it's the same thing we've been saying over and over about loot crates is gambling, you know, especially when you have to buy them and put money into it. So Belgium is pushing to have those laws made. Um, the other little bit of news uh, that we have too, it's not much, but... Uh, PUBG, uh, I know a lot of y'all probably have heard of the game. Uh, it's pretty popular right now. Uh, they actually had a uh, advertisement uh, go out. Uh, Xbox put this advertisement out for them, and they actually had to get it called back for uh, hits of plagiarism on some of the uh, artwork they had in in the commercial. Um, I haven't I haven't dug deep into seeing what parts uh, they, they were claiming as plagiarized, but uh, they actually pulled the commercial off. So that's a little bit of news that's really going on. Nothing just big or massive right now. Um, so it's, what happened it's to PUBG that had some plagiarism? What do you mean? Who, what are they, something in the, in the ad? X, yeah, Xbox put out an advertisement that had some artwork that was supposedly plagiarized from either another game or another artist that they did uh. not license out. Like I said, I don't know which parts were uh, what they're claiming as being plagiarized, but uh, Xbox quickly pulled down the ad. So it is definitely a real deal hit. And if it if that is the case, then PUBG is going to take a hit that I don't think is I don't think they should be taking because one, it's actually from what I hear from everybody, it's a pretty fun game to play, and two, it hasn't expanded yet outside of Microsoft. You know, it's only on you know PC and uh, Xbox. And they're really wanting to push for the uh, PS4, for it to go on the PS4. And with this plagiarism bit, that might hurt them in that situation. Because uh, PlayStation 4 is a little more strict on their content and how it goes on their system. So that could yeah. it, it, it could create a little trouble for them down the road. Hopefully they get it fixed, get it worked out. Hopefully it was just a mistake on somebody's part. I, like I said, I don't know all the details. It's just something I saw in a news headline coming by. Well, i got to respect Microsoft for they're really pushing their systems now um and uh just you know with PUBG or whatever trying to get some exclusive content mm-hmm. but for whatever reason it's in the it's you know in a lot of ads um you don't see as many for playstation or i don't i mean i don't watch a whole lot of tv but uh, playstation is just dominating still yep. uh as far as system seller selling but xbox is not going down quietly into the night by any means um you know, Matt, just listening to the uh, Halo 3 or talking about the Halo 3 podcast that we did last time really got me thinking like, hmm, if there is a cheap Xbox, I would love to go back and play Halo 3 and Halo 2 online. Oh well, it's man, funny. that would be so much fun. It's funny that you say that because actually during Christmas, if you had $189, you could have gotten an Xbox One S. Really? They had it down what? to one eighty nine ninety nine at GameStop. Oh wow, I mean, that would be a very, very tempting. I mean, how many systems can I have? I mean, that's that's the problem. <laughs> like, exactly. What do I even need? I actually went back and played Dragon Warrior Two of all things after the Dragon Warrior uh, podcast, you know, and I just started playing mm-hmm. that one. I'm kind of hooked on that now on the retro USB, uh, but it's a lot of fun. But I mean, you know, so playing that, playing Metal Gear, playing you know 
uh, you were talking about going into Fortnite and playing that and like, oh my gosh, I'm just spread so thin over games. And if, we, yeah. if you spread yourself too thin, it kind of gets, you're not really into any of them, you know? Exactly. It's not as fun. Yeah. So if I, you know, I'd rather just have one. If I, if I was going to get an Xbox One, I'd probably end up selling one of the systems and all those games yeah. just to try to cut back on a lot of that stuff because it's fun to have, but I mean, what are mm-hmm. you actually going to play? I mean, we get to play like two hours a day max, yeah. you know? There's not any exclusive that, uh, other than PUBG, and it's not going to be, a, it's a, it's only a timed exclusive. It's not a full-time exclusive. Yeah. So right now, only PUBG is the only thing that really interests me into getting an Xbox, with, with the exception of that Xbox One S and an Xbox One X are both have 4K Blu-ray players in them. So that's the only things that interest me in it, and I can buy a 4K Blu-ray player now for around around 100, 120 bucks. So the Pro doesn't have it in there. I thought the nope. Pro was 4K. Oh wow, it, oh, pro, not, not pro, Blu-ray. Yeah, pro, pro is 4K. It just doesn't have a 4K Blu-ray player in it. So if I go buy a 4K Blu-ray DVD of let's say Guardians of the Galaxy two. I can't stick it in the PS4 and play it. I could stick it in the Xbox One S or the One X and play it, but you know it, wow. that's not a that's not a big deal. That's something that PS4 got knocked on their PS4 Pro when they put it out. That's something they got knocked on. But honestly, it doesn't bother me anyway because really, I don't use the PS4 Pro for watching movies or anything like that. I use it for gaming. So I mean, to me, it, it's not a big issue. Yeah, but PlayStation is known. You know, PlayStation One came out. You had a CD player mm-hmm. uh, with it. PlayStation Two, you had a DVD player. You know, so everybody. Yeah. That's a lot of people's first, including mine, first DVD player. And then you yeah. had the PS3 for was it uh, did Blu-ray? They have Blu-ray? Oh, they did. Yeah, yeah, the PS the PS3 was a lot of people's first Blu-ray players because they it was the first system with a Blu-ray player in it because Xbox 360 came yeah, they with did HD. with. They did the HD DVD, which they had a separate drive for it, you know, so yeah. that, that they, they kind of had that, that's you know, right. that was, that's kind of what PlayStation was known for. And then they kind of stepped away from that whenever they put out the PS4 Pro. Now there are rumblings when the PS5 comes out, it'll have a 4K player, but I mean, by then it'll be a, a yeah. widely adopted uh, format at that point. Right, right now, 4K, 4K Blu-rays aren't a huge, widely adopted thing. I mean, it's growing and it's growing quickly but it's not you know blu-rays are the thing right now i mean if you have a blu-ray player you have the with a playstation 4 pro you have a blu-ray it's going to upscale it to 4k anyway so i mean it's not anything that's just a huge miss in my opinion so and you gotta have a 4k tv that's what a lot of people exactly know. yeah and those are just now starting to get to where they're starting to get you know more you know, people are starting to be able to afford them now you know when you can find a 40 inch 4k uh, TV with UHD in it for three hundred bucks, then you're you know, you're starting to get into that level where everybody can reach it. So, yeah, I still got a seven twenty, and it looks just it looks very good. <laughs> it still most looks of good them do. My, you can't tell it's a forty six inch maybe. Yeah, mo- most 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 of the time it, it's it's like that anyway. You know, uh, for me, the only time I can tell a difference is is I can take my glasses off and I actually can see my TV. You know, I'm oh, blind yeah. as a bat, and I can actually kind of see my 4K TV. Now, with my 720p TV, I can't see it at all with my glasses off. So it's one of those things where it just, you know, it improves visuals, and for people with bad eyesight, it can it can it can help out. So, <laughs> all right, cool. So you want to go ahead and jump into the top ten? Let's jump into these top tens. All right, you want to go first or me? 
I will take. I will. I will go ahead and pop you with my first one, and this is going to be a great one. I think my top ten, my my number ten of my top ten, and I put it on here for one specific reason. And as soon as I say it, you'll know the reason why. I put Destiny two. Oh my gosh! And I the reason. And the reason why I put it as number 10, the only reason why it's on my list, number 10, is because it was part of the reason why we started the podcast. You know, Destiny 1 was True. ending, Destiny 2 was coming out, so it's actually integral, and it was some. It, it involves some of our first podcasts and, and, and things like that, so that's why D2 holds a special place on this top 10. And I did play it, and I still do play it, uh, albeit I don't play it as much as I need to or I should, but it's there. It's Overall, it's a okay game. You know, go out and play it if you haven't. I still recommend to play it. You know, don't expect anything spectacular. I feel bad about bringing our buddy Revelation into it, and he capped out in less than a week, and he's like, this is it. You know, it's kind of sad that 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 Destiny's like that. So my number 10 on my top 10 is going to be Destiny 2. All right, cool. Yeah, we've we've talked about Destiny for a long time. Um, Yeah, I do not. I, I just posted. Did you see that video I posted on uh, Facebook? I did. Uh-huh. That was really good. Uh, it was a good Bungie, video. Um, mm-hmm. How good they used to be in all this, and it's just a totally different game. And actually, yeah. uh, Marty O'Donnell and somebody else, whoever, some old school, I think it was a bunchy employee. They actually broke off and started a new company, mm-hmm. and I cannot remember the name of that company. Man, saved my life. But it was. Uh, oh, I'm just thinking out loud here, and I'm stalling out. Uh, if I, I'll try to look it up before we get done. If not, I'll mention it on the next podcast or on Facebook. But uh, they started a new one, so I was wondering if they would ever. The point is, I just thought is Bunchy gonna eventually, since they're all getting fired or whatever, gonna start a new. And uh, so I hope they do, and I hope they. It's a good chance. Some good stuff. Yeah. Okay. So this is one you've probably never played, and this is for the Wii U. And I heard some good things about it, and I actually bought it, and I played it all the way through. It's called the Steam World Dig Collection for the Wii U. Um, so a lot of people, uh, you, you're going to find a little trend. Now <laughs> I just noticed this uh, for me. I love these exploration games where you have to build your character up and then you can access new areas and stuff like that. But that's all this is. You're just digging in. It's like kind of real side, steampunk uh, robotic deal, and you kind of just go in this old western town as a robot. It's not it's not set in the old west, but it's just kind of the scenario. And you start digging, and then you uh, <clears throat> dig deeper, find jewels to buy better. You know, better, more lamp fuel so you can see for longer. You buy rope, ladders, a bigger picks, uh, better pickaxe so you can dig for better jewels and so on. So you just keep building, building, building. And then you fight a boss at the end. Uh, whole game doesn't take a whole lot of time. These are simple games. I do like this. It's kind of an indie game, I think. Uh, the collection mm-hmm. has another one on there. I didn't play the other one. I played SteamWorld Dig. And you could get it for free on PS4. It's, at one point, you could. And I think I did get that one. But I never played it until I got it on the Wii U. Because it's not super rare, but a lot of Wii U games are going to be real cheap right now, especially since the Switch is out. Yep. Uh, so I try to pick them up when I see them. And I really enjoyed that when me and my uh, son was, were watching me play that one. So that's my number 10 SteamWorld Dig collection for the Wii U. Again, not, did not come out in 2017, but it was one of the big ones I played in 2017. All right, I guess we're going to roll to our top, uh, to our number nines then. Um, yeah, I definitely did. I definitely haven't played that game, and yeah, I don't own a Wii U, rare. so I didn't. So I didn't get to play. Any it's not of the exclusive Wii U games. to the Wii U, but that collection one maybe. Mm-hmm. 
But okay. uh, you can get it on PS4, and I, I do recommend that one. That's a fun one. If it probably takes, you could play it in a weekend. You know, and it's probably yeah. three bucks or something. Yeah. Well, in the vein of indie games, my number nine is an indie as well. Uh, one, of, one of my indies that I like and that I've played several times uh, is actually Fez. Oh no! I so, didn't think that one. So, so you play. So you play. So you play. So, so you're this little character that has basically the best thing I can I can describe him as <laughs> is a little bitty white character with a uh, Shriner red hat on. <laughs> and, he says I have a Shriner hat on, and so he so he looks like a little Shriner. It's pretty cool. <laughs> he does. So it's got a it got a little interesting story. You're trying to collect these shards. Uh, I can't remember all of it because I played it very early in seventeen. Um, I play it usually whenever I'm waiting on other games and other people to come on. But it's a game that you can run through. It's a pretty it's a pretty short game as well. But you're going through and collecting shards. But what's interesting about this game is is it's a flat scroller, but it's three-dimensional at the same time. Mm-hmm. So when you go to a certain area, you basically press one of your trigger buttons, and it rotates the screen. It rotates what you're on either left or right. So basically, you can rotate and spin it around. So it's kind of a puzzle for you to get up to the t- up to the places to find these little uh, pieces of a gem that you're trying to collect. So it's really neat. It's a really fun little game. It's a fun little game to jump around. I mean, once again, it's another one of those games you can beat probably in a day. Probably just take a couple hours to beat it. I never tried to beat it. I just always was trying to figure out different places I could crawl into and everything. It's really neat. You have different little worlds that you go to and everything. So really interesting game. Check it out. It's an indie game. It's on PS4. Um, you might can get it on Xbox now. You might can get it on PS3. You might can get it on uh, PS Vita. I hadn't checked all of those yet, but it's a fun little game. It's probably going to cost you five bucks or so to get it. You know, cheap, fun little game just to pass some time when you need to. And that one's called Fez. F-E-Z, Fez. Yeah, that's uh, that game, um, and I'm looking right now. And let me just make sure before I say the name of it. Yep, yeah, it's got to be, yeah, so... Uh... There's a there's actually a uh, the guy that created, that created that game, Phil Fish, and so there's actually a movie yes. out. It's very good. Uh, I loved it. My wife doesn't like does not like video games, but she watched this movie with me. and We enjoyed it. It's called Indie Game, and mm-hmm. uh, it follows uh, the guys that made Super Meat Boy, Fez, Braid, mm-hmm. which is another phenomenal game. Braid. Yeah. Uh, and so the guy like kind of went nuts. I guess he just couldn't take people. Mm-hmm like criticizing his game and stuff. I mean, he's like a, him and one other guy like made the game. Yeah. Phil fish is a wild character. <laughs> you yeah, got to read he's, about him. He, he's, he's very eccentric. So, yeah. So he, that's, every time you say Fez, that's exactly what I think about. And it is a unique game. It's a perspective game. Just like you said, kind of where you, you change the camera, it changes the whole, mm-hmm. your whole tactic or strategy to how to complete that stage. And I played that for a minute. Uh, but I just think of that movie and think of that dude kind of going nuts about it. He's like, I'm oh, yeah. done. That's what you guys get for picking on me. I'm done doing this. And it's like, man, dude, you, you're a public figure, man. You're going to have to take some heat. It's just what yeah. you do. doesn't mean anything. Yeah. So, I mean, it was one of, it, it, for a while, it was a top indie game and everything. And, and it was definitely a game that did not come out in 2017. I think it came out in like 2015, maybe. Because I think it was one of the first, it was one of the first uh, PS4 free games I got. Or very yeah. early on. I mean, I, I loved playing it. It was a fun game to play when I first played it. I beat it pretty quick. And then I just said, you know what? I'm going to go back and play it again while I wait on stuff because it's just fun jumping around things, trying to discover little secrets. Because there's little secrets in it and all that. Nothing major, but, you know, it's a fun. It's just a fun little game to waste a couple hours on if you got a couple hours just to blow. Yeah. 
All right, cool. So we'll keep it in the indie realm. That's and that, this is. Uh, I only have a handful of indies on here. I think I got uh, one more after this one. Yeah, I only had two indies, so that's one of my two. So, the Mummy Demastered. All right, this game is definitely a hidden gem. Uh, I need on, to get it. I haven't done it. It's yet. nine out of ten on Steam. 7 out of 10 on GameSpot, 75% on Metacritic, and I can guarantee I know what the criticisms are. But this is just a Metroidvania game. Uh, that's that's what it is. And Metroidvania, again, like I said, you kind of traverse through a maze. You have to shoot. You're shooting stuff up. It's a 2D side-scroller type of deal, uh, or 2D environment. I guess it's not a side-scroller, but uh, open uh, 2D world, and you can... You know, you can't go through a door, so you got to go find a grenade to blow blow it up. You upgrade your weapons and stuff like that. Any way you want to do it, find health to get more health, uh, armor, whatever, different abilities, just like Metroid. The criticism probably comes from that only takes, if you know what you're doing, you can finish it in four hours. <laughs> so, oh, gosh. But so if you yeah, know what you're game. doing, yeah, if you know what you're doing. It took me a weekend, and I actually platinum that one on PlayStation. So what that means is that uh, I got all the uh, trophies. And so I'm um, basically trying to PlayStation's way to say he mastered the game. Um, and so I only do that for games that I really enjoy. So I had to go back and play it again. One of the trophies is you cannot die at all. Um, and some of the bosses are, they're easy once you understand their patterns, but, uh, I think there's like four or five bosses, but that came out in 2017, October, 2017. So that is a 2017 game. I actually heard about it from, uh, metal Jesus rocks, YouTube, and uh, he had a hidden gem video, or what he's no, no his was uh, what is he playing? Kind of what we're doing right now, as a matter of fact. And that's where I heard about it. Uh, and it's like on sale, as a matter of fact, for like five dollars. And I was like, dude, I got to tear it up. Got on there, and I enjoyed it right away. I didn't turn it off until I finished it. So that's my number nine, and I really like that one. That was a 2017 game. All right, so to my number eight, some people are going to be like, oh my gosh, this is number eight on your list. Why is it so low? It's only low for one reason, and that's going to be Assassin's Creed Origins. And the only reason why it's low on my list is because I haven't got to play much of it. You know, I started playing, you know, I got picked it up for Christmas, or actually Black Friday sales, I got it. And so I got to get a good deal on it. So I haven't really got the chance to play much of it, but what I've played of it, love it. It's a beautiful game. It has great controls, um, just a fantastic story so far. Um, really enjoy it. Really enjoy leveling up the character. Um, just really, a really great concept. I mean, it's my first Assassin's Creed game to actually sit down and try to play. So it's my introduction into the old Assassin's Creed franchise. And I'm really considering buying the uh, Enzo collection. Basically, it's got like three or four Assassin's Creed games with it for like thirty bucks. So I might end up going out and buying that after play if I get if I get a chance to get all the way through this, which I will. But I was telling uh, Hollywood uh, one time, you know, I was playing this game, and one of my favorite things was just riding on the back of my camel, just shooting animals, you know, with my bow and arrow, just, just going wild like that, you know. I spent like spent like thirty minutes hunting animals on the back of my camel, you know, with my bow and arrow, just shooting them. You know, oh, I had a gosh. blast doing that, you know. And it's just fun because it's an open world game; you can get lost in doing things like that. You know, I didn't realize I'd been doing that for that long, and so. Yeah, definitely go out check out check out Assassin's Creed Origins. It's got a great story. Uh, it's it's uh, centered around the Egyptian time, so you can do like that. One of the uh, trophies is is you meet Cleopatra. So I'm waiting to meet Cleopatra right now to get one of my trophies. I'm gonna try to get. <laughs> I don't know if I'll platinum that game, but I'm gonna try to get as far far into it as I can. 
You know, you bring up a good point, though, man. I mean, you really do. Uh, And it's somebody like me that, um, you know, I don't know. I I never got into Assassin's Creed because it's just open world. And there's to some point, you're kind of like, am I missing something? Am I missing this item? Am I missing whatever? But, you know, get on a camel and go shoot some animals. You know, like that's the whole point. You just got on there and it's like, let me just have fun with it. And a lot of times... I don't, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, it's almost like a part-time job. Like, oh, I got to mm-hmm. do these side quests before I can continue the main s- story, you know. And, and so you kind of miss the miss the mark there. Yeah. Just have fun with it. But, uh, I mean, I went swimming, you know, in the game, you know, because you can swim with the character. I went diving with them and found a sunken ship, you know. I mean, that was just the fun part of it. Just finding random stuff that have in the game like that, so. And so... I got to black. What killed me on Assassin's Creed? I played the first one for a minute. I didn't really, I didn't really like it that much. But uh, again, you're in a simulator and all this. It's just mm-hmm. so weird. Uh, I don't, I don't know why. I mean, maybe later on they explain it. But and then I got Black Flags. Okay, it's gonna be about pirates and stuff, and it's gonna set sail and all this. I played it for. It didn't even really have a big tutorial. Right, right mm-hmm. when I started it, it's kind of like, oh, you got Black Flags, so you've probably probably played Assassin's Creed, so you know what to do. So I just kind of run around. I kept getting caught. I really didn't know what to do, but it, but I had bought that one at Best Buy, a used version at Best Buy, and at one point, it's loaded me into the sim, and I don't remember it really well, but you're running around in the simulator. It's like you're in a computer world, like on a Tron or something, mm-hmm. while you're waiting for your game to load, but it's like a glitch that it never loads, and some yeah. games were just wrong, messed up or something, so I'm like, oh, great. So somebody turned it into Best Buy like that, apparently. But I had to take that back, and I, I was just going to be happy with it. Just give me my money back. I don't even want the game. So I had to redo it. I, had to, I didn't. Uh, I got my money back, but I had to exchange it. So I just had to exchange the game for that one. I tried to play it again. Couldn't do it. Sold it on eBay. But I've just kind of given up on the Assassin's Creed. It's just not my flavor. But uh, but it's kind of like you said. That's what that's what kind of hit me when you're talking about just riding on camels and stuff. It's kind of like, you know, just enjoy the games. You know, it's fun. Take do uh, fun fa- stuff on it. It's fantastic. It's a it's a great game with great fantastic uh, with fantastic graphics. Um, the animations in there are great. I mean, you go you run if you go touch fire you burn yourself. It's a great reaction to th- different things going on in the environment. It, it's really neat. So I really enjoyed doing that. Speaking of that, brings me to my number eight reactions in the environment and physics and all this. One of the greatest games ever released. This is what I've been playing, which everybody's going to have played it probably, is Grand Theft Auto V. That's always, that's still stuck with me. And this game, I hadn't even finished the campaign. I'm too busy on multiplayer racing and mm-hmm. wrecking folks. And then just me and Rev will get on there and ride around and get in your car, souping it up. And just all the events, they support their game, Rockstar. We've kind of talked about this through all the podcasts. I won't belabor it. But um, give people value and they'll come back. That's yep. the secret, Destiny. That's the secret, Bungie and Activision, EA. Uh, but Rockstar's doing it. And I'm going to make a prediction right here. Uh, and I have no basis on it, really. I know COD, one of the CODs, the best-selling, made like $7 million in its opening weekend or the first month or something mm-hmm. like that. $700 million. But I'm going to make a prediction, and I hope this comes true. GTA 6 will be the first billion-dollar video game. Because they have taken so such care of their, and may even reach that in the first month, because they have say, taken such good care of That's their a big call there. Uh, okay, well, the seven hundred million for Call of Duty. That's true. Seven hundred million. 
All right, so that's 20 million people. All, all it takes is 20 million people, $50, $60 a game. So GTA 5 is so... I've heard of people... One guy told me he didn't play video games. He had a girlfriend uh, that he was just started dating or whatever, and uh, GTA 5 came out. She's like, I'm going to I'm gonna see you in like uh, two months. And just, yeah. like, just <laughs> close yourself off to play this game. But the point is they take care of... They're still doing events. They're still adding to it. They're giving free content. Doing all this stuff and taking care of that game. So when GTA... And that came out in like 2013. Yeah. So that, that game is four years old and they're still dealing with it. So you got Red Dead Redemption 2 coming out. I'm super excited about that. But then GTA mm-hmm. 6 comes out. I think it's going to be a billion dollar seller because they gave people value for GTA 5. Yeah. And Rockstar does a great game. They make a great game. They're not the absolute best in graphics, but man, they make a fun game. They have that fun factor that we all love. you got to have fun factor to keep on playing the game. And replayability. That's yep. another big deal. And a lot of the graphic stuff is, it already takes forever to load up. And so just imagine that city completely graphicsed out to the best mm-hmm. of it. It would never load. It would be It'd so take forever, slow. yeah. I mean, the environments that they have there are all, always so massive. I mean, at, at sometimes when you look at a map, it doesn't feel that large. But when you get in there and play it, and you realize that not only do you have the streets and all that, you have the interior of buildings and all that. I mean, there's a lot that goes into games like that. So, Cool. So, yeah, that's my number eight of my top ten that I've been playing this this year. All right. Hollywood, we're going to flip it up a little bit. Why don't you go ahead and throw your number seven? All right, my seven. Great game, man. I'm just looking at it. This is a game that didn't, <laughs> you didn't hear a whole lot about. Uh, and I can't remember if this came out in 2017 or not. If it did, didn't, it came out the end of 2016. Final Fantasy XII Zodiac Age. So it's just yeah. a Final Fantasy XII for PS2 remastered, remade. Uh, not remade, but just uh, revamped for HD graphics and mm-hmm. stuff. I actually won it at uh, Dave & Buster's. And man, I have enjoyed that game. They redid the job system on there. A massive story game. So you really want to sit down and when you got time to play it, which we hardly ever do, to sit down and really yeah. just dive into those stories. So it's kind of, you, you know, I've turned it on the other day and it's like, I just don't want to get into this story. I just turn it off and mm-hmm. kill it on Call of Duty or something. But <laughs> uh, but I've put in, put in probably 30 hours already into this game. Uh, yeah. But I plan on eventually same way i do final fantasy 10 is platinum it but i haven't exactly. touched final fantasy 10 hd but i oh, love those gosh, games yeah. but i didn't i never finished 12 that was the first one i didn't finish uh and so on playstation 2 so i'm looking Honestly, forward to haven't finishing. played 12 yet that's the only final fantasy i haven't played yet i need to go back and play it and i think i'm gonna pick up the zodiac age yeah, i see it too i see it i see it on sale fairly often like 40 bucks or something yeah and it's got it's a real political story, um, but the voice acting and this, the reactions mm-hmm. and the situations, if you don't know the big picture story, the little scenarios are still interesting. Mm-hmm. So I enjoy the story of it. Yeah. So that's my seven, man. That's a pretty good one, I think. Love that So game. my my seven is actually going to be one that's near and dear to both me and Hollywood and some of our other gaming buddies. Borderlands 2. Yes, indeed. So the only Great reason why game. it's number the only reason why it's number seven is because I've had to play it by myself since I've had it on PS4 <laughs> through the Handsome Collection. If if I had if I had my boys running with me, it would be a different story. But Borderlands Two is a fantastic game. If you want to play a game that's a running gun and shooter game that's ridiculous on some of the uh, 
uh, bad humor. guys you fight. Oh, it's humor. It's hilarious. It's, it's, it's hilarious. A it's a great game. A great little story to it. Um, my favorite part of Borderlands 2 was Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragon's Keep. It's one of their DLCs. Yeah, it's good. And God, that was so I'm hilarious. I'm just smiling right now thinking about all this game. Tiny, it's a great Tiny Teeny is hilarious. I can't, go, I, I can't go into detail on some of the stuff she says because she is the fouled mouth character of the game. But everything that she does in that, basically that whole DLC is a D&D style DLC. So basically the premise is, is she's playing, she is the dungeon master with all the characters from Borderlands 2 playing the game. And you get to be the character in the Dungeons and Dragons game. So they're rolling dice. You hear them in the background talking and everything. It's hilarious. <laughs> it just ma- makes for a funny DLC. And it just was a fun one. That was actually their best DLC that came out. Um, there's a character. Um, I can't name its name. I'm just I'm going to keep it because I want to keep it clean here for us. But uh, th- it, it's the hilarious. No, 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 no. Oh, okay. Uh, Stallion. I'll just I'll just call it Stallion. You know, if you if you've played it, then you know know what I'm talking about. It's a DLC. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is off of Tiny Tina's Tiny Tina's Assault on Dragons Keep. Okay. One yeah, of the characters it's been a while in since it. I've played it. We played so, it on Xbox 360. So it's hilarious. Yeah, and I'm playing. I played it on 360 with Hollywood. That's where we all played it. And then when the Handsome Collection came out, I bought it. I've played it here and there. I pick it up and play it every once in a while. There's a couple of guys from our clan that plays it. I played it with them a little bit, but you know we really didn't get back into it. It just wasn't the same without having Hollywood there by my side running through there. So I'll just wait till but, Borderlands 3 comes out. Borderlands 3 if you comes get it out. On opening we're day, gonna, we're gonna we're all we're gonna together. tear it up. Don't worry. I'll be that, that that one i will definitely i don't i know how much you are against pre-ordering i'm gonna pre-order the mess out of that one pre-order it though I'm, I'm, that far i'm gonna pre i'm gonna pre-order <laughs> that one that's Gearbox just that. is a good company but don't give them any fuel to yeah charge Gearbo- paywall yeah, Gearbo- crap Gear- gearbox is great they they haven't put any paywalls in their borderland series so that's good and hopefully they'll keep it that way actually just Played that the other day on the Vita for the first time. It's harder to control on the Vita. It's so but, much harder on the Vita. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I just bought it. Not, so, anyway. So, another indie for me on my number six is a game called Neon Chrome. And uh, this game is definitely one you should play. Let me pull up here and see what it got scored on, if it scored anything good. I think it should. Yep, 9 out of 10 on Steam, 4.6 out of 5 on Google Play. Only 67% on Metacritic. Not sure about it, but you'll know why I like this one, because it's similar to Shadowrun in a way. The Sega Shadowrun. Uh, so if you say Shadowrun to some old school gamers, there's an NES ver- Super NES version and a Sega version. And if you were an old school Shadow Runner before the video games, and you're going to say the Super NES version was better because it's more RPG-ish. Mm-hmm. It's just a Dungeons and Dragon RPG style. Uh, so it's cyberpunk, post-apocalyptic, um, neon chrome. You're a cyborg, um, and it's a twin-stick shooter. So like Smash TV, uh, you get different weapons, you get grenades, you get whatever, and you're just kind of tearing through. Top-down uh, office buildings, blowing through walls, dodging traps, picking up money to buy more upgrades. So, uh, so many different upgrades you can upgrade your guy with. Every time you die, that cyborg is dead. You have to get another one and pick up where you left off. And it's uh, it's just it's bosses. Uh, you just it's bullets flying everywhere, man. It's just chaos. It's awesome explosions. Indie game. Um, and so I really I, I spent. A lot of nights staying awake. One more 
floor, you know, one more floor just to, to do that. And, uh, going to bed late because of that, running the battery out of my Vita. I was playing that on the PlayStation <laughs> Vita. And, uh, so that's really cool. Kind of like, like we talked about shadow run. That's kind of why I probably have a little special place in my heart for that one, but it is a great fun game. If you like smash TV, like, uh, bullets, fun, explosions, fun, everywhere, a lot of action, you'll like it. So for me, my number six is Final Fantasy fifteen. Oh and I, yeah. And I put this one as my six, one because I didn't get to finish it. I hadn't finished it yet. Because I've been playing other games and jumped in and of course Destiny sucked way too much time of my life. Um I put it there because one, I love Final Fantasies. They're great games. They're, you know, some of the first games that I have some of the best memories with Hollywood with. And so I definitely had to have Final Fantasy fifteen on there. I really enjoyed it. It's the first time that I played a Final Fantasy with an active battle system like this, where uh, the characters were actually, you know, moving around attacking everything instead of doing the turn based. So it was the first time for me to do that whole active based style. And at first, I didn't like it, but as I played it more and more, I realized, hey, this is actually a pretty good way to fight. You know, you actually still do have control over your other characters to some extent. You know, you're calling out to them to do team uh, teamwork and things like that. So it's a lot of fun, really interesting story as far as I got into it. I didn't get really very far into it because, once again, it's another open world thing, and I started going all over the place chasing stuff around. You know, going into places I don't need to be going into and things like that. You know, I, I kind of enjoyed the riding around in the car, stopping. Hey, look, there's something over there. Let me go check this out. Jump out with my, uh, with uh, with the with uh, the team and go see what's going on and fight everything and try to take on stuff. So, you know, I had a lot of fun doing that, like that and just playing around and just traveling around. So that was uh, a 2016 game for me. That's when I finished it. Yeah, it it came out in what? It came out in 16, right? Yeah. Yeah, I think so it's like September of sixteen or something. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it, it came out in sixteen. A lot of people did. A lot of people I know finished it as soon as they got it. But it's a game that you know I definitely played in seventeen and had fun and played with it. And as you can see so far on my list, I only got one game. Well, two games actually that came out in uh, seventeen. But um, definitely Final Fantasy fifteen, fun game, a lot of fun. If you haven't played it yet, go play it. So that's an interesting game, uh, and I'll just bring this up for a second because. All of the Final Fantasies, particularly six, is my favorite um, because of the characterization, all the different characters, mm-hmm. and how they interact, and blah blah. Their stories—they all got a backstory. You yep. all can go find it. So uh, the story is essentially what I'm getting at here. So Final Fantasy 15. The, first of all, the gameplay is great, like you said. The magic, the systems—I even like the summons. Yeah. Uh, the way they do all that, everything they do, I think they did it really well. It's a ten ten years in the making, mm-hmm. um, but the story is very confusing because they have a movie out called King's Glaive mm-hmm. that you're supposed to watch before you play it. I like yeah, have no idea really how to watch it. it. So you don't have to, but yeah, you do. Uh, and you so, kind of should. <laughs> and, and, they're, and they're trying to do just like everybody else. There's no, I don't, I, mean, I don't know if there's microtransactions. There's nothing, if it is, it's not glaring because I don't remember any of them. There's no microtransactions in it. Okay. But they have DLC. So yeah. here's the thing. You're running with four dudes, Gladio, uh, Ingus, Ignis, I mean, and Prompto. Prompto. And Noctis is the guy. And Noctis is the main character. So at some point, like, Gladio runs off, comes back. You don't know what happened to him. He won't tell you. So guess what? There's your DLC. What happened yep. to Gladius? There you go. Uh, and then Prompto, similar thing. Mm-hmm. Ignis, I won't spoil it for you because there's a big ending there. But it's a time that 
you know, not, you don't know what happened. Something big happened to Ign Ignis, but again, there's your DLC. So you're adding all these little DLC side stories into a story that's already confusing. You know, you're taken away mm -hmm. from the story. So you know, see what I'm saying? In a in a game, Square yeah. that uh, is known for stories, so mm -hmm. it's kind of backwards. But I I really enjoyed it. I mean, in fact, that was that's in my top, probably my top five, maybe even three mm -hmm. of Final Fantasies. Yeah, it was uh, a great Final Fantasy. So. And I almost included, i say, well, that was 2016. I didn't really play it. So, my five is no surprise to anybody. Call of Duty World War II. It's this brand new game. came out in uh, November, I think, mm -hmm. uh, 2017. And I am not a COD fan, okay? I've played them all up until uh, probably Black Ops 2. I did get uh, Advanced Warfare on PS4. Or, yeah, and I was just like, oh, man, jumping around and... Doing all night. I did get Black Ops 3, so uh, I say I'm not a fan, but uh, I got them all. Uh, but I didn't get the other one, um, Infinite Infinite Warfare, I think, with the C they tried to package in the Modern Warfare remastered to make it seem like it sold better. Because they knew they did, they knew they messed up. But anyway, they really brought it back to form with COD World War II. Uh, I I've played the story. I'm like I'm, I don't know how far I'm into it. I've finished like eight missions or something uh, on the campaign, but uh, the the multiplayer is where it's at. Uh, it's a lot of fun. Um, it's COD. I mean, it, it doesn't change. It's COD. Oh, yep. I mean, you still got the lag kills. You still got some crazy stuff going on. They kept some pretty... I like the way they did the classes and how you can do the divisions. And they each got their special abilities and all this. And, um, and how you can kind of build a character there. But my favorite thing is... Well, <laughs> I was going to make a joke, but I won't make the joke. I'll just tell you this. They do have loot boxes. And... Uh, it's not overly glaring. I haven't paid a cent extra, and I'm pretty much maxed out on all the stuff you can get. But one thing they did that is the dumbest thing I don't understand is you get pistol grips. I mean, like, yeah. we talked about it last yeah, time. Yeah, we did. Like, 80% of what you get is, like, a pistol grip. Like, who cares? Like, oh, I got a hero. So they go, you know, common, rare, legendary, or epic, legendary, what I don't know, but the final one's heroic. You know, and it's like, great, I got a heroic pistol grip. Who cares? Nobody sees it. You know, nobody, only me. And But it's, I understand, okay, put something in there if you need to put something in there. But they made it a huge part of the loot box system, of the reward system. Uh, very strange. Uh, but um, if somebody knows about it, tell me, email me or something. <laughs> put a comment, why is that such a, you know, why did they do that? I have no theories. Let me get on Reddit or something figure it out. But anyway, that was my... <laughs> I'm sure that's a lot of 2017 uh, for people that that's kind of one of their big ones because they did really good with that one. So my fifth one is definitely a newer 2017 release that came out in October. Battlefront 2. Yep. For all the slack that it took off for loot crates, for all the hits that it took on that, it is a fun, fantastic game. I read a review talking about how it's a, basically it's a hidden gem and the fact that it's a great, kind of uh, road squadron game and they weren't lying when you get to fly the ships there you get to fly tie fighters x-wings man it is a blast flying those it is a blast doing the flying missions in the campaign the campaign was really great Iden versio is a great new character introduced into star wars it, she was awesome to play as she's got a great story 
Uh, just it's she's she ends up being a great character. I mean, you just I'm not gonna say what happens because it's it's a great little story. You need to go out and play it for the story. Um, I've started playing some of the other stuff. They've got an arcade version out, the uh, arcade version in there. I've started playing that, where basically you pick a character and it's a shoot 'em up, trying to you know shoot all the characters, clear them in a specific time, and to earn points, to earn to get stuff, to open your crates so you can get other things. Um, I've unlocked quite a few characters. It's just it's a really fun game, and the graphics on it. Oh my gosh! If you've got a PS4 Pro and you've got a 4K TV, get this game. It looks beautiful. I mean, it's so beautiful. It takes forever to load, but when you get in there, I mean, the graphics are great. It's just it's fantastic. Yeah, I played that one. Um, the multiplayer is a little bit difficult. I mean, it takes them just like everything else. Everybody's going to get killed at multiplayer at first. You always do because you don't know the maps, you don't know the the best guns, and blah blah blah. Yep. But then you stick around, you'll you'll start getting better. And obviously, if you're getting killed, you're not going to like it. If you're doing the killing, you're going to love it. Yep. But the campaign, I played like probably uh, three hours, two two hours into it, maybe. And it is phenomenal as far as the graphics, the story. I love the main character, like you said. Uh, the, sh- the flying stages are awesome. The only thing I kept thinking about though the whole time is like, isn't this like a five-hour campaign? You know, that's what <laughs> I kept thinking in my head. So I'm like, don't get too excited because it's going to be over as soon as you really enjoy it. Um, so obviously you can go back and replay it and all this, but yeah, it it's is beautiful. Sh- it's fun. Yeah. It is kind of a short campaign, but what I've also heard too is that they're planning to add more pieces into it. Now, granted... If you're playing it, then you know what's going to happen. Like I said, I don't want to ruin the story to it, but I think they're going to be able to add a little bit more pieces to it through some DLC and everything, maybe from other people's perspectives, which would be pretty cool because there was some really neat, you know, characters in there that's introduced into this new one, and you know, you're really gonna, you're you're, you're really gonna. you're going to fall in love with the character because she's just got this great story. She's just always, you know, she's always conflicted uh, between doing what she thinks right and what she needs to do for her, for, for the, uh, uh, for the, for the empire. So, cause she is, she is the empire. You are playing from this perspective of an empire person. So you're playing on the bad guys. So that's kind of a neat twist where you start out at where you're starting out on the bad guy side. So the uh, yeah, so the um, five hour campaign. So that's when it comes to DLC on single player games, it just throws me off a little bit. Which I'm glad they do it, but let's just say it's fifteen dollars, and the campaign was five dollars or five hours, and you uh, get to play in that another hour. You know, it, that's hard for me to. I can't enjoy it when I know it's just like oh, it's only another hour. But it's like you said, if they do it, if they let you play the entire campaign over and add on, tack on a couple of hours at the end from a different character's perspective, that would be a pretty great idea. Um, so I don't and know how they, that... Very easy, very easily can do it from that one because they have at least two characters that they can do it from a different perspective, if not more. So, yeah, I, I, I like the campaign. I just, again, thought it was, I, I'm scared it's going to just end. It's too good. I don't want it to end. <laughs> <laughs> so it and it does it it ends and then you're like oh man no I'm sure yeah I guess I'll go play online and get killed no, just go play the arcade I love yeah, playing I don't the like arcade. the arcade that much I played it uh, that's what I did when he whilst downloading yeah and it was I mean I played it for a minute it's like yeah it's not I don't like survival where it never ends yeah that's kind of my thing I do like survival I like seeing how far I can go speaking of the downloadable content for single player this is a big one for me. Uh, this game's been out for a while, um, but 
it has been, I just kind of picked it back up. They just came out with the collector's edition with all the downloadable content after I paid $50 for it. <laughs> but it's still worth it. Uh, Fallout 4 is, oh man, what a game. I mean, if you like Elder Scrolls and Skyrim, and it's the same makers. I mean, they made all the Fallouts. It's the same thing except for it's Fallout. And uh, again, post-apocalyptic. Unlimited levels. So that's the big thing. You can get level as high as you want to go. You can, you can max out everything if you want to just keep doing that. Um, you know, rare weapon drops. Um, you see elite bad guys that you shoot and you know that they're going to drop something good for you. And I didn't want it to end, you know, and it ended. So I just said, I'm going to have to get all the DLC. So I went ahead and bought all the DLC, serious DLC. I think once 20 hours, uh, tacked on, um, and there's some of it's better than others. Of course, you got the building mechanic in fallout four, uh, where you build your, bases up and stuff like that not really that into that but you can be very detailed with it but it's a first person uh shooter uh rpg um and uh if you don't know what fallout is uh just look it up i mean that's gonna have somebody had to rate that as a like, the problem with these type of games they're the bugs and uh there's a few bugs um It'll crash every so often, but nobody complains about it because the game is so massive and so involved and there's so many different routes you can take. It's almost impossible for them to take every single route and work out every single bug, but you forgive them because it's so massive. And it's, again, these are the games I talk about. Witcher 3, Fallout 4, Grand Theft Auto 5, 60 bucks, and you turn around and spend 60 bucks on Destiny. It takes you one week to complete, you know, and with the promise of all this other stuff to get more money out of you than it takes... 20 minutes to complete you know it's just like you have these massive games out how can anybody even play a game uh that takes that short a time and i'm not picking on destiny i mean if any any game is like that you know we need to demand more from these publishers demand more from these uh developers and give give credit where it's due witcher 3 fallout 4 um gta 5 for, for rockstar and i'm sure red redemption 2 is going to be there support these these are the people that are really putting out games it's almost like they just actually love that it's like games being developed by gamers instead of a board board member chairman black suit and tie yeah. pleasing stockholders and whatnot shareholders so but anyway i i, I digress i'll retort <laughs> uh, so yeah. fallout 4 is mine man number four fallout 4 for number four yeah <laughs> All right, my number four is, once again, another game that was not released in 2017. Heck, I don't even know if... I don't even remember if it was released in 2016. It might have been a 2015 game. Shadows of Mordor. I don't know if you played yeah. that one, Hollywood, or not. Is that the is that the new... That's the one that was released this year, or the old no, one? No, Shadows of War is the one that was released this year. I have it. Okay. I haven't played I haven't played it yet. I haven't even opened it yet. Yeah. So, it's sitting in my drawer ready to go. So, that, that, that'll probably make my list of top tens for the end of the year, this year, the 2018. <laughs> but, uh, Shadows of Mordor. It's a fantastic game. It introduced a new type of system called the Nemesis, Nemesis, Nemesis System. Let me get that right. And basically what that is, is, is you basically you are this ranger that's gotten killed by these orcs. And a wraith a ring wraith uh, spirit takes you over and revives you. So now you are now part human and part wraith, which is really cool because that's a great, a great, awesome concept. And this this guy is trying to help you 
seek revenge on these guys that killed you and your family. So you're trying to seek revenge on these orcs that killed you and your family and trying to uh, get, get, get that all taken care of. What's cool about it is, is if you're going in, because basically you're right there at Mordor, you're at the wall, you're going in and out of Mordor, it's really awesome, and you're fighting basically the entire orc army at all times. You're trying to sneak around, pop people all, you know, pop, pop, uh, pop people, kill them from different angles, different levels, different heights. I mean, there's there's an attack where you can jump from way up high and land on top of orc and kill them. You know, it's great, an awesome game. What makes it awesome is, is the Nemesis battle system, and what that is is you kill a guy. Let's say he's a first lieutenant in the in the orc army. You kill him, another orc takes his place. So there's always people advancing and leveling up. Now, if you get killed by one of the orcs, they level up, and now they remember <laughs> you. So, like, if you if you like scarred them, you cut them or whatever in the battle, they reflect that the next time you see them, and they remember you, and they know your attacks at that time frame. So it's a really cool concept that they were able to make the game to where it could where it could basically remember that for that one character and still have all the other characters going on in the game game around it so really awesome really cool concept and shadows of war takes that the next step and i can't wait to start playing that game so my number four is shadows of mordor yeah i never played that one it's actually kind of cheap now i thought about it but i'll probably get shadows of war if i do i just actually talked to coach the other day and he's playing Shadows of War, and he said it's probably one of the best games he's ever played. Uh, he's so. actually playing Shadows of Mordor. I thought he played the new one. He's playing he the new one. I don't think he's picked. Up, I don't think he started playing the new one yet. He started with Shadows of Mordor to go into Shadows of War. But anyway, whatever. Uh, I remember you mentioned that on the last podcast, so y'all talked mm-hmm. to, about it. But yeah, uh, whatever. So he, he, whatever one it was, he said it's probably one of the best games. He's it's a fantastic game. Shadows, Shadows of Mordor. There's, there's a reason it's my number four. It's a fantastic game. It's a lot of fun getting to learn the new abilities that you can learn. I mean, you get to go back and forth as the spirit or as the uh, hunter or ranger. I'm sorry, ranger in the, in that world. And just, it's it's great. It's, it's a lot of fun to be able to play that game and have those kind of things. I mean, taking control of the orcs and maybe mind control and all that kind of stuff. It's a lot of fun. Just a blast to play. All right. So, top three now. Are you, you just, that was your fourth one, right? That was my fourth. Yep. So, we're on top three. Mm-hmm. Only one of my top three came out in 2017. And I say this, I mean, I cannot emphasize this game enough. I love this game, my number three game. Uh, and that is going to be Doom for PS4. Oh, and wow. I know, man. I mean, it's just, it's, I mean, you know me. I'm not a Doom fan. You know, I'm not like, oh, I love, I'm just crazy about Doom. You know, I played it a long time ago. On 30, the 32X was my first time to play Doom. Yep. And I loved it, so that shows how serious I am about Doom. So if you're a serious Doom player, you hated the 32X version. But um, Yep, I but did I, definitely hated the 32X version. I loved playing it on the PC. Yeah, so I, I'm not a big Doom fan, okay? But man, I think it was ID that did it again. Mm-hmm. Um, they tore it up, man. They modernized it, made it new. It's just straight fun. I mean, it is so much fun. I love it because... Like the very beginning, it just tells you what kind of game it is. Right when the the marine that you're playing uh, wakes up from his coma on some spaceship or something, like this little computer comes up and goes, "Hey, you're awake. Here's uh, what your situation is. It's going and it's just giving you the story." And he just like slaps it away. Boom! You don't even need the story. 
there's no story in a in a doom uh you just kill and that's what's so fun about it everything is you don't reload you get you know chain gun i mean you got like a thousand rounds you just tear stuff up and the monsters once they get um certain damage like when they're about to die they'll kind of start blinking and you run up to them and do like a finishing move to them and it's different depending on where you're aiming you go from the side you go from the top go from the front back low high it changes everything and they're all awesome and uh there's different challenges per stage there's uh the hidden um you know they'll hide little uh dolls and stuff you got to find all that to get that i platinum that one too i made sure to platinum that one because it's awesome another aspect of it is the multiplayer where you can actually turn into a demon and fly around a lot of people don't like the multiplayer and it's because it's actually something it's really old school because you got to pick up health kits stuff like that mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun uh you get hurt you go pick up a health kit you know um it's actually just the old school way that everybody used to uh pc uh, gaming and whatnot. Not that I was a big PC gamer, but it's just kind of the first uh, shoot 'em ups. Uh, GoldenEye, all that kind of stuff, which I don't think they had health packs on GoldenEye, but you had health. Um, mm-hmm. But it's, you know, I like the multiplayer. I didn't play a whole lot of it. I only had to play so much to get the platinum. I just love the campaign of it. But I just emphasize that. They got it coming out on Switch. They actually got a VR version now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I actually got some VR stuff for Christmas. Man, I can't look at it more than a few seconds. I'm like, uh, I feel like I'm floating around here. I'm about to, I can't do VR. It makes me too dizzy. But but anyway, it's cheap. I mean, it is awesome. Go play it. I can't emphasize it enough. It's just so much fun. It's straight killing. I need to tell Rev about it. Uh, he anyway. would like that one. Yeah. So that's my number three. So my number three is my other indie game, and it's the one I talk about all the time. So Hollywood will get a good laugh out of this. And it's going <laughs> to be in my top three probably forever until I get bored with it, which I don't see that happening, is Don't Starve. There it is. The game is fantastic. It. I love it, man. I love Don't Starve. It's fun. I got So my little brother had a Vita, and it was sitting in a drawer. And so I was like, hey, dude, can I get your Vita? And he's like, sure. So I got his Vita, and since I had bought Don't Starve on the console, it actually allowed me to download Don't Starve for my Vita for free. So now I got it mobile. Now I can take it with <laughs> me and play it wherever I want. And, man, it's so much fun. I love it because each time you play it, it's something different. It's never the same thing twice. I mean, the whole premise of it is is just Don't Starve. You gotta find food. You gotta build shelter. You gotta protect yourself. You gotta build weapons. You gotta build tools. You build a farm. You build a house. I mean, it's just so much fun. And then you can go on adventures into little wormholes that will take you to different places in the world. There's holes that you can fall fall down into and do different levels. And it's just, it's so much fun. And I've barely scratched the surface in the game, even though I've played it a lot. You know, put a good, I've put a good bit of time into it. <laughs> and I've Nick got and the, want to get it, man. It's a lot of fun, man. It's like fourteen bucks for the entire collection. Either. It's just so much fun, man. It's a blast. I'm I mean, it. It, it's a lot of fun. It, it's it, it, it's it's a really interesting kind of drawing. It's got remember the game Paper Mario. Mm-hmm. It kind of looks like that, just more in this uh, black and white kind of looking area. You know, it's kind yeah. of that grayscale color. It's not all black and white, but it's more of a grayscale. Just really cool. You know, a lot of fun. You know, you get to unlock characters the more days you stay alive. You know, and then, of course, when you die, it calculates up your score and gives you points toward your, you know, next character to unlock. There's quite a few characters to unlock that have special abilities. I mean, it's so much fun. You can get lost in playing it. And, I mean, 
you play it for five minutes, you can put it down, pick it back up, and play right back where you were. So my number three <laughs> of my top ten for the year is Don't Starve. And so you remember, um, I told you about Destiny mm-hmm. and uh, for PlayStation 4. Because I remember I, I bought PlayStation 4 just for Destiny. Yep. Uh, and uh, I called you up and asked you about, you know, what games do you got? And you're like, oh, I don't, I don't have any games. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like, I just got Don't Starve. I mean, yep. like one of the free games when you, when you first got the game to get on PS Plus first got the system to get on ps plus and it's for free and you got it and you just never bought another game for a long time until destiny came to. out <laughs> yeah he's like to. i love it so that's funny because i knew that that's good that it's that far up the list because oh, yeah, i knew you love that game i knew it's gonna be on the list somewhere it's 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 my number three man I, I can't say i can't put it any lower than that it just wouldn't do it justice guys go, go, if you're listening go out and play don't starve it's worth your 10 15 bucks that it's on the play store for just a lot of fun. It's it was a number one game on stream before uh was well, stream on Steam before it hit the before it hit consoles. You know it's it's a hugely popular game. They've got three or four expansions for it on Steam. Uh, they've got one that's come out came out just recently called Shipwrecked, and I can't wait for that to hit the PS4 because I'm gonna jump on that. Uh, the what is it? Land of Giants or something like that. The where there's just large giants walking around is in there. And two, it just adds different aspects into it. Like the giant uh, uh, expansion part added to where if it's raining in game, if you don't get shelter and build shelter, you get wet, you start freezing, and you can freeze to death. And you can just like dive getting cold. It's just really cool because you've got to make sure you keep your stomach full, your health full, and your brain full. You know, you eat the wrong mushroom, you start having a trip, you start tripping out. You know, it's awesome because, I mean, it just has these different things. Like, every single thing that you do in the game can affect you negatively or positively. You don't know until you eat it or you try to attack it or whatever, you know. Whatever you do, don't attack a beefalo, I will tell you that. <laughs> you attack a beefalo, you're gonna have a herd of beefalo on you real quick. So a lot of fun. <laughs> a beefalo. That's what it, that's what they call it. It's, it basically looks like a buffalo, but they call it a beefalo. So, all right, cool. So my number two. Um, this one came out, um, I think in 2016, maybe even 15, but it was recently the big deal because it was uh, released for free on PS. Uh, for PS Plus members, and I picked it up there, Metal Gear Solid Five of all things. Yep. Uh, again, Metal Gear Solid. So I played the very first one uh, for PlayStation. Not, I played the NES one, but what started getting the Metal Gear Solid series seriously, and uh, when it came out for PlayStation, if you played that one, then you know that it was uh, pretty story centric in terms of you're watching a lot of the story. Yep. Metal Gear Solid 2, I bought that one as well for PlayStation 2, is even worse. I mean, there's some scenes that seems like it's 45 minutes. You're just watching a scene. Mm-hmm. So that was I was done with it. And I was like, I can't. You know, Hideo Kojima tells us, and there's actually a, a lot of story. I think that's really a great storytelling. And so go to YouTube and find the Metal Gear Solid story. And it's like four uh, series that gives you all the, the story, but... Jeez, you could order a pizza, have it delivered, and eat it up before that one scene is over. I mean, it's almost yep. it's almost not that far fetched. 
Mm-hmm. And so I didn't play uh, three until later on PS2, and that was a uh, solid snake or snake eater. Uh, Metal Gear Solid Three Snake Eater, and that one was fun. I liked that one. They kind of did more action on that one, and just enough story. So anyway, I didn't play four. I didn't play any other ones. Uh, I didn't even play the Ground Zero or whatever that came out, even though that downloaded that one too. But five, wow! They do just enough story. It's an open world. Uh, I'm running around Afghanistan right now in the game, and you extract. People, you're building your mother base is kind of a side thing. Uh, so you're extracting, you know, you, you can zoom in on people with your binoculars or whatever to kind of give you their stats on an A through E scale. Or actually, it's more than A, you get A plus, A double plus, a S, S plus, I think. But in different things like Intel, whatever. So you snoop, uh, scoop them up, they go to your base. Now your Intel's better. So now you know where people are. You know when the storm's coming. You know, that's as far as I've gotten into that part. But you can attack it any way you want to. One of the things I really like about it is you can sneak around. It's pretty easy to sneak around. It's not absurd where you're walking, you know, a mile in front of somebody and they're like, "Oh, there he is." You know, it's it's pretty uh, pretty good with that. But even if you do get caught, you can just go to go loud, you know, and tear it up, tear the base up without any too much of a penalty. Uh, you do get graded after every mission, uh, A or whatever S. I don't, I, you know, I think I made a B is like the highest I've gotten because I just go, you know, I'll, I'll try to sneak around until I get bored or I'm just kind of like, yeah, I don't feel like, you know, I just, I'll just shoot somebody in the head and they'll see, you know, a dead body or whatever. Just all the different scenarios that take place. And this is, you'll see a common uh, theme with all the great games is that no matter every time you play it, it's a, it can, something different can happen. Uh, you know, and so that's what makes it so fun. It's kind of like an RPG in that way. We can take whatever weapons you want, upgrade them, so on and so forth. But that is one I've actually played. I'm looking forward to playing that when I get done with this podcast. As a matter of fact, I'm only 15 hours in or so, but I've been playing that one. And I just I put that on the list. I just kind of started it uh, a couple of weeks ago because it's hooked me, man. I've been looking forward yeah. to it, and that's, that's when I know that it's a good game for me. Yeah. I downloaded it as well, so I can't wait to get jumped into it. Yeah, you'll too, like it. So. It's fun. It takes, it takes a little while to get used to the controls, but yeah. it's not that, that's not that they're hard to get used to. It's just that there's so many different things that mm. it can do. So my number two is Destiny 1. Yeah, I played I a lot put, of that. And I put it here because I played a lot of it, and I really enjoyed it once they brought the raids, all the raids up to current level. Because I really loved the Vault of Glass raid. I really loved Crota raid. Those were my two favorite raids. Um, I understand that Crota raid was short. And people call it like a... Basically, it's a long strike. Uh, I don't care. I know people that spent <laughs> hours and hours on it playing it. But it was so much fun. It was all blast. And the fact that, you know, during during that one raid, when they brought it up to level, they changed the bridge encounter where you eventually everybody gets swords and it's just whack-a-mole. You know, that was so much fun doing that with the clan and playing that back through with our clan mates. You know, it was just a lot of fun playing that a game. And just because I spent so much time on it, I really enjoyed it. You know, it's a Destiny 1 was so much fun. It really was. Rise of Iron was a great addition. Yeah, I didn't beat the Wrath of Machine on Prestige or Hard Mode, you know, but it was a lot of fun. I had a blast playing it. I got all my characters to 400 light level and just really enjoyed it. All the mechanics, a great game. Just fantastic, you know. That's I, I don't know. I don't want to beat a dead horse. We've talked about Destiny way too much, but that's definitely you know that's my number two. 
Yeah, it, it, it was fun after all the expansions were out. Uh, the Taken King mm-hmm. expansion came out. Um, and as I said before, if you can get it cheap, you can probably get it for 30 40 bucks now, the whole no, thing. No, you can get it. You can get the whole uh, collection for $3. You go oh, buy really? the You go buy oh, Destiny wow. 1, the collection. I've seen it in the used bins for $3. Yeah, but I don't think that it's, it's the... the uh, game. I don't think it has... You got to download. Well, you everything still have to download. Still. Yeah, you can't buy. You can't buy it without downloading it. But it it comes with the. It, you're, you you should have to have pay. To. I'm pretty sure you because what happened. I'll say is uh, when you have you see the Destiny vanilla game for sale, but then you'll see a mm-hmm. Destiny Taken King, and they'll be the same price in a used bin at GameStop, and it's really because all it is is the base game. Yeah. I'm pretty sure that the collection is only the base game because you're going to have. I mean, whatever it. I don't I like, know for that for a fact. If you can get it cheap, yeah, like I saw, get it, man. I, I saw I the collection. Like game. I said, I saw the collection for you know it's going for dirt cheap because technically was it said, new? It wasn't new. No, it was new. It was a used copy. I don't know how much a new copy goes for if you, if they still even have new copies. You might can still find a new copy. Yeah. But I know a lot of the gamers out there that love the PvP. They do PvP matches and competitions in D1 still to this day. They don't do it in D2, one, because they can't make private matches, and two, because it's just just not as dynamic as D1's uh, 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 PvP. So if you like PvP, go pick up uh, Destiny 1, give it a run through. Yeah, you're not going to find a ton of people to play with, but it's still a great game. It's fantastic. Um. Yeah, and I mean, oh man, it's just a, it's the reason we just blast Destiny Two. I mean, it's not the main reason, but it just a game like Destiny One, which had had its many problems, primarily story, and then you could tell it started to become a downfall, which we thought they fixed in the Taken King. Uh, and the Rise of Iron was, it was okay. One, I mean, it was good. Um, mm-hmm. It didn't really add anything besides just the story. Uh, it added the to- It added some new stuff. It added some good stuff. Uh, new, new. Uh, what was it? The uh, the slot for the uh, relic or whatever. Yeah, yeah, the relic. You got the relic, so you could have special abilities at that point. Yeah, that was good. And so we thought they were going to pick up where they left off, and they didn't. Oh man, they killed it. They killed Destiny Two. They basically of picked that. off where they le- they picked up where they left off on Destiny One Vanilla. You know, it's just yeah. kind of like they they did from there, and it's just it's just sad that they. It's very did, sad. They could have had a great well thing. They and they're they're trying to make it better, but everything's hidden behind Eververse now. Like, they're not it, trying to make it, it better, it, man. It's they're so, really not. I mean, I, I mean that I, in all honesty, I don't think they are at all. They're trying to get you to pay for whatever they, they really can. are. I mean, because that's all they care the, about. The dawning the, that that entire thing right now is all basically mainly behind a paywall. There's some people that yeah. say you, you can get all of it without doing it, but no. You, you it's all centered it. around Eververse. Yep. It's not centered around the, uh, and that's the, that's the pay real money version. Exactly. But anyway, we've beat that down. Yeah. Every podcast will beat it down so until we'll, Destiny 2 is destroyed. Then we'll stop. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, so I got a big number one, man. Do you want to do your number? How big is your number one? Mine's a 2017 game. Mine is not a 2017 game. Like okay, I said, you go a first. Lot. So what I'll do is uh, just to give you a quick recap, I'm going to read my 10 through 2. Just read the list real quick so you know what I did. So number 10 was Destiny 2. Number 9 was Fez. Number 8 was Assassin's Creed Origins. Number 7 was Borderlands 2. Number 6 was Final Fantasy 12. Uh, oh, sorry, Final Fantasy 15. Number five was Battlefront 2. Number four was Shadows of Mordor. Number three was Don't Starve. And number two was Destiny 1. My number one game that I love to play 
was Final Fantasy X. And I put it, I put it up there because it is by far one of my favorite Final Fantasies. I loved going in and collecting all the special weapons and everything like that. I love the fact that they did a remastered version and put it on the PS4. It looks great. It's a lot of fun, and it's just so much nostalgia. And since you know we are a podcast that does modern and retro games, for me, this had to be number one. Just because you know, yeah, I did play it this year, and yeah, it did come out what. 2015, I think that it, they re-released the the Final yeah, Fantasy something, something like that. that. Maybe even before that. Maybe even before then. I don't remember when they re-released the Final Fantasy 10, 10, 2 collection for PS4. But it's just a blast. It was so much fun. I have so many great memories of this game, and anytime I spin it up, those memories come just rushing right back. So fantastic game. I'm not going to go in details of it because there's just no need to. It, it's it's that wonderful of a game, and for my nostalgia factor, my fun factor, the fact that I can pick it up and play it over and over again, it's my top game of what I played in 2017. Yeah, I have mastered that game on PS2, uh, and I played some of X2 on PS2, which I really liked, and that comes with this one, mm-hmm. this X and X2, which is great. Uh, I want to platinum it so bad, again, just yeah. for the kind of like, feel like I honored the game, and we've talked about this. The big holdup, is the ultimate weapons, oh, gosh, and so yes. they're not. They're all pretty easy to get, except for one stupid, tedious Lulu, mm-hmm. where you have to dodge two hundred lightning bolts. If you get hit by one, you got to start all over. Mm-hmm. And there used to be a little spot on PlayStation Two where you could time it. You know, exactly. You knew what exactly when it's going to strike, so you just kind of moved up, jump back, you moved up, dodge, moved up, dodge, moved up, dodge. And I don't think they. I don't know if they carried it over. If they didn't carry it over, I'm not doing it. I, I, I'm not to the, sure. To the PlayStation 4 one. I didn't, but, get, I didn't get that far, so... But you say so you go, well, whatever, I'm still going to enjoy it and not get the ultimate... I just won't get the ultimate weapons, but then you get that far in the game and then you see the ultimate weapons online or something, you're like, oh, they're so awesome, though. i got to go and do it. And they are. And that's what holds me back from finishing that one and platinum that one, but it's a great game. Uh, it really is. And X2 was fun. I want to play that one uh, get yeah. further, and that's kind of the job system type of deal as well. So, good good number one and good list. Um, so, I'll go ahead and rec- recap mine. Uh, number 10, a SteamWorld Dig Collection. Uh, 9, Mummy Demastered. 8, GTA 5. 7, Final Fantasy 12, Zodiac Age. 6, Neon Chrome. 5, Call of Duty World War II. 4, Fallout 4. 3, Doom. Two Metal Gear Solid Five, and number one is no surprise game of the year, Breath of the Wild. That's my big one, man. And dude, I got a Wii U. I got it for the Wii U. It just comes out on the Switch as well. That was the big Switch seller. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was originally made for the Wii U, and they decided to hold off and release it with the Switch. So I bought it on the Wii U. Gamepad is not used, so they don't want it. They don't want it to have any advantage over the Switch. But man, what a game is that? Well earned. Game of the Year 2017. Yep. It is a phenomenal game. The graphics are awesome. All the different things you can do. I mean, it is... I mean, how, what, what can you even say? It's open world completely. Any, anywhere you can see, you can go. And there's hidden shrines all over. You know you're going to get something good. You get stuff to make, you know, potions or new weapons. The weapons break. It took a little bit of a while to get used to it. But it is a Zelda open world. I mean, he went back. They wanted to go back to their roots for Zelda 1. Like, it's an open world. And did they ever. 
Nintendo is the king of video games. Uh, fun factor. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody wants them to succeed. Um, and dude, they just they killed it with Breath of the Wild. You are if you are a gamer, you are m- missing out on life of game if you have on gaming for sure. If you do not play Breath of the Wild, I won't say that about any other game. This game is phenomenal. I blow it up so so big that you know, it ain't that good, but man, it is. It really is. It's ten out of ten. Everybody gave it ten out of ten. It's the phenomenal game. It's the player's choice game of the year for twenty seventeen. That tells you something right there how good the game is. I haven't got to play it yet because one, I do not own a Wii U. I don't have a Switch. Hopefully one day I'll have one of the two and play it. But uh, from everybody that I know that's played it, a couple of our gaming buddies have it too. It, it's, it, it looks fantastic. It's, it, they they all have great things to say about it. So I, I bought it and I sat down and played it. I didn't stop, man. I didn't play another game until I, I, that game was just, it's just phenomenal. It's just completely open. And Ganon's Castle is massive. I mean, you can go in there whenever you want to and try to survive or whatever. But anyway, I don't want to get into the details of it too much. But look up some videos or something. If you got a Switch, you must have it. In fact, I don't own a Switch, but if I do get a Switch, I may end up buying that one for the Switch, even though I do have it for the Wii U. I don't know, just because if I want to play it again. They have downloadable content for it. I hadn't looked into it uh, to see what it is. Are they going to, if they even have released any of it yet? I don't know. It, it really is a masterpiece uh, for a game. So cool. There you go. There's our, uh, there you have it, the uh, top 10 games that we both played the most of in 2017. I did not include Destiny uh, on mine. I didn't play a whole lot of it. I, didn't, I did, definitely didn't include Destiny 2, except I played it less than two weeks. I really didn't include it. So I did play, <laughs> play Battlefront 2 for less than two weeks, so I didn't really include it. Uh, to, with the exception of the Mummy Demastered and Neon Chrome, but it's put so much time into them. And SteamWorld Dig, I Matt finished those games. That's why I had to stop because I already completed them. Well, what's impressive but, uh, about this is, but we we both made our list separately. We didn't tell each other our list until just yeah. now. We both just heard our top ten for the first time from each other, and neither one of us had a copy game. That's true. We had yep. all both different games. Different. And this shows you the diversity of games that we both play. Play indies, we play new games, we play old games. Some of them aren't that old, I mean, but you do have some on there that, you know, that, that go back and bring nostalgia up. So, guys, I hope you've enjoyed hearing us talk about our top 10 games we've played for this year. You know, go on our Facebook, hit us up, you know. Tell us, tell us some of the favorite games you played this year on our Facebook page. You can, you can hit us on any of those posts and start chatting us up, and we'll chat you up. You know, if, hit us on Twitter and say it on Twitter as well. You know, um, I think it might be a good idea. We might post our actual both of our top ten games played for this year from each one of us on our Facebook and our Twitter. So look for those. Yeah, posts. I put it in there. Yeah, look for those. I put it in there, and then uh, put 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 it in there when I post this podcast, and would ask just if anybody whatever their number one game yeah. is or whatever. Because I'm interested to see, you know, there's a lot I have, I've missed. I mean, I like to go on, yeah. uh, but, you know, hopefully you guys find some hidden gems, like we said, because I like to go on, like, Metal Jesus Rocks or uh, any any of these types of fun little games like that um, and, and uh, the different YouTube the hidden gems and just find these fun games, like the indie games, and they're a lot of fun. They're cheap. Mm-hmm. Um, and so hopefully you guys can get that as well. But uh, share, share our experiences. Uh, share your number one game. Hopefully somebody else will... We'll jump in and uh, be able to find it, you know? Yeah. So, cool. Um, 
Also, get us on uh, Twitter, Hollywood Cole, H-O-L-L-I-W-O-O-D-K-O-L-E, Hollywood Cole on Twitter. And uh, what else do I got? What do we got on Facebook? Uh, we've got the H&K Game so Experience a, on Facebook. Uh, yeah, Video Game Experience. Yeah. yeah. So we've got that on Facebook. we got our Twitter that's H&K Video Game Experience as well. And we've got, uh, I've got my uh, Twitter, which is K-L-E-E-R-F-Y-R-E. Um, if you hit up either one of us, you can follow us back to, uh, to H&K Video Game Experience as well. Um, we've got the podcast as well. It's on Podbean, but you can also find it in Google Play or in uh, iTunes as well. So, yeah, know. there's something kind of weird with iTunes and uh, and Google Play. I think. Yeah. Um, I have to follow the link to get the Google Play on Facebook. I, I don't know. I can't just type it in. But yeah, I, I just can't don't know either. how to work it on Android. I tried to pull it up too, and it didn't come up. So I'll have to do a little digging for that. So, but and if you put retro games in, you only get like four mm-hmm. podcasts. Yeah. You know, they don't really do a good job like iTunes. But if you go to iTunes and type, you have to type it all the way in the space h and then the ampersand for and k space video space game space experience and it will not pop up until you type all that in and push enter and then you'll it'll pop up yeah so that's how you find it on itunes but I, again i do recommend the Podbean app that's what uh what clear's talking about that's what so i much usually, easier that's what i primary it's way easier um you can just click it from the facebook page and then download yeah it's you know but anyway Cool. That's all I got, man. Yeah. Uh, I think it was a good time. Uh, 2017 year for games. Yeah, great uh, games. A lot of new games, but uh, perfect amount of gaming, I think, man. You know, yeah. I don't get to play near as much as I want, but it do when I cherish the time that I do. Exactly. And uh, some good games out there that you can just turn on and off without having to sit there and dedicate 60 hours like we used to. Yep. <laughs> Have to do, seems like. Or these old Final Fantasies and RPGs and whatnot. Yeah. Well, guys, I know this podcast is coming out in the early days of 2018, but this is our last podcast for 2017. Uh, I hope y'all have all enjoyed what you've heard so far from us here at H&K. And look for us for more exciting things to happen in 2018. We've got, first of all, we've got the giveaway going on that started up. And make sure you follow us on Facebook to get all the information and all the details on it. We mentioned it earlier in the podcast. So um, check that out. And then just follow us. We're going to be doing more things. We've got other things on the horizon. So check us out and follow us and keep up to date with us. And thanks for following us in 2017 and giving us a good start to this podcast. And let's make it bigger in 2018, guys. All righty. Later. Later.